Explorers, and welcome to a Q&A episode of Unbroken. I'm your host, Alexandra Amor, and I'm super excited today because I have my very first question from someone other than myself. So I'll get to that in just a second. And if you would like to submit a question about uh, resolving unwanted habits, you can do that just like this person did today at alexandraamore.com forward slash question. And I would love to hear from you. So today's question is from Carmen. And here's what she says. After seven to 10 days of eating reasonably and being conscious, I always have three to four days of falling back in, into my old behavior. Even though I'm aware that it is just my thinking and that I am thinking, I still prefer to eat all the sugary foods and overeat. Why is this? I am completely conscious and still put eating too much and the wrong things over losing weight and eating healthy. I know that this is not bad and I try not to judge myself, but I just think it would be better and much easier to stick to good eating instead of demotivating myself over and over again. After all, I want to eat healthier because of an insight. So how come I forget about that every so often? And then she sent a couple of little points of clarification about her eating. So she said, I don't restrict myself. I try to eat less than before by only eating sugar every second day, but I still eat enough. I don't skip meals and I eat bread, pasta, etc., whatever I feel like. And she also says, even when I am completely at peace and at my home base and connected to myself, it can still happen that I go and buy chocolate or cookies and then eat until they are all gone. So thank you so much, Carmen, for your question. I really, really appreciate it. So I want to address a couple of really, really juicy topics that are here in your question. This is such a great question, and I love it so much. So let's jump in. The first thing I want to address is in the early part of your email here, actually in the first paragraph, one of the really interesting things you say is even though I am aware that it is just my thinking. So this brings us to a really important point about the difference between understanding and insight. And you do mention that you have had an insight later in the email, but I want, I just want to start here with this um, clarification, I guess we would say. You've got under some understanding, um, which is fantastic. And I really feel like that's, you know, you're really headed in the right direction. You know that it's that you're experiencing your thinking. Um, so that's really great. And I'm thrilled. And so what you need now is more insight. And you said you've had at least one insight um, about food or about your eating habits. Um, but what that question that you put forward points to is that you need more insights. And so I want to talk about that and the difference between understanding and insight. And the example that I thought of is uh, learning to drive. So I remember that when I was learning to drive, what they had us do, first of all, before we even got in the car, was I had to read a kind of a, an education book about driving. I had to go to a class too. It might have been more than one day. And I had to take a written test at the Department of Motor Vehicles, um, or whatever it was called at the time, I was in Alberta, and do that written test. And if I passed that, 
then I could have my learner's permit and I could start to actually get behind the wheel of a car. And so when that happened, when the second part of that happened and I did get behind the wheel of the car, that was a completely different experience to the learning and the understanding that I had about driving before I actually got in the driver's seat. So it's the same subject, but two very different experiences that I had. So when I got behind that driver's seat, um, suddenly it was it was just very real. You know, there I was, I could press the gas, the car would go, I could press the brake, it would stop. There were other cars whizzing by, all that kind of stuff. So what I'm pointing to in that example is the difference between understanding and insight. So that example, it's a little clunky because um, insight isn't always mechanical. You know, we're not doing something physically physical. Um, but it gives you a good idea, I hope anyway, about how it really feels in our body when we understand something logically and uh, kind of clinically versus when we have an insight and suddenly everything just becomes clear. And it, you know, every time I have an insight, small or large or whatever they are, it's the difference between, you know, kind of fumbling around in the dark in a room and sort of knowing where the furniture is and navigating it versus having all the lights come on. And, you know, I can even feel the shift in my body. So that's what you're looking for, Carmen. You're looking for insight, as all of us are, who are dealing with unwanted habits. And I want to say, too, while we're on this part of the question, that this this aspect, this having lots of understanding is something that those of us who have been dealing with an unwanted habit for years or for decades, we really have a ton of understanding. I mean, we are up to our eyeballs in understanding, right? All the things we've tried and all the books we've read and all the messages we've received about just putting our fork down and counting our points and all that stuff all that is a tremendous amount of understanding. And I don't know about you, but for me, that did nothing to circumvent my habit. And so that's the reason that I place such an emphasis on the fact that we're, we're looking for insight, we're looking for something quite different than understanding. Understanding is great. And it's like the first step but then the piece that's missing from all, you know, sort of the old paradigm or the old way that we've learned to deal with habits is insight. And it's a really important piece. And so that's why we're exploring it here. So I'm going to come back to this point about insight in a second. But now, right now, I want to address the second part of your question. And what I highlighted was this. Um even when I am completely at peace and at my home base, Carmen talks about when she's, even when she's feeling that way, she's still reaching for cookies and, um, I forget what the other thing she said was cookies and chocolate. Oh, that was it. Chocolate. So I want, this is this, yeah, this is the second part of my answer. And I just want to say that that drive that you're feeling to reach for the cookies and the chocolate um, is 
perfectly healthy. It's It actually is a really great sign because it means that you are working in perfect order. Um, it's very healthy and yeah, means you're working perfectly. Um, and so the example or the metaphor I want to use is that that drive to reach for the cookies or the chocolate or whatever our weakness is, quote unquote, um, it's like the valve on a pressure cooker. You know, they, um, I have a pressure cooker now. My grandma used to use them years ago, but now they've been branded again and we're, I use mine all the time. It's called an Instapot. And you know, it's got that valve uh, on the top. And part of what you do, what I do when I'm cooking with it, uh, depending on how long the food has been in the cooker, sometimes you, it asks you to release the pressure by moving that valve and then all this steam and um, and air, I guess that's all it is, air, yeah, air and moisture, it, you know, it whooshes out of there and you can hear it and you can see it too. You can see the steam in the air. So our habits, our drives to overeat are just like that valve. Um, they're entirely necessary. If that valve at the top of the pressure cooker wasn't there, the pressure cooker might explode. And we definitely don't want that to happen when it comes to us. That's for sure. So what's inside the pressure cooker is, to continue this metaphor, is some insecure thinking or busy thoughts. Busy thoughts and insecure thinking is the same. It's essentially the, the same thing. So your perfect human design is coming to the rescue, actually, and it's helping you to let off some of the steam from that busy, insecure thinking by having you reach for your habit. Because if you notice what happens when we, um, when we use our habit, when we do our habit, um, is that our thinking really calms down and quiets for a moment. And so that's what that, uh, habit, that's the, um, the, the service that it's bringing to you. And it's actually a few different things, but that's one of them is that it's letting you let off some steam from your insecure thinking. And then the second thing that it's doing is it's it's like a check engine light. So whenever we feel that urge, that drive, that simply lets us know that we are feeling our thinking. So, um, and it might not even be consciously, you know, conscious thoughts about a certain subject or um, a certain thing that's going on in our lives. But that that urge, that drive to overeat or participate in our habit is letting us know that there's a lot of thinking going on within us and that we're innocently focused, even if it's a little bit subconsciously, on that thinking rather than remembering that we are, that, that there's really nothing to worry about, as it were, that we are entirely made of peace and love and innate resilience and resourcefulness. And we've forgotten. And what happens when we forget is that our thinking gets really insecure. It gets really busy. And so that, like I said, that urge to reach for your habit 
is simply the red the red flag, the check engine light, whatever metaphor you want to use, that's letting you know uh, that that thinking is going on, that it's inside that pressure cooker there. So that's my second point, is that just a reminder that your habit is not a problem and you are not a problem, that your habit is actually part of your perfect and very kind human design. We don't think of it that way, um, perhaps until we come across this understanding, but your design, my design, everybody's design is, is perfect and it's extremely kind and it's always trying to help us. Okay, so now I want to go back to the point about insight. So both parts of my answer so far have um, been connected to insight. So when we feel the drive to overeat, um, it's letting us know that we are that what we are looking for is insight about our insecure thinking. And so the question then becomes, of course, where do we, where do we get that? You know, where does, where does insight come from? And so I just wanted to wrap up by saying a few things about that. First of all, you, you know, you know now that your habit is kind and that it's trying to point you toward this idea that um, insight is available to you. And it will always do that for you and never give up on you in a way. Um, so you can therefore, at least what's happened for me, is that I can hold the fact that I have an unwanted habit much, much more lightly, like 96% <laughs> more lightly than I used to. So it used to be something we I could really beat myself up about, of course, because it felt like a, you know, a willpower failing, it felt like a, um, I was broken in some way. And now that I see that it's trying to work for me, um, that I was just misinterpreting the message that it had, I can really kind of relax about all that, um, all that extra thinking that I was layering on to the thinking that was already there. Um, thinking about beating myself up and, you know, how maybe I was lazy or wasn't, um, yeah, was broken in some way. So hopefully you can hold that um, habit that you're having that reaching for the chocolate and the cookies much more lightly. And that in itself will reduce some of the pressure that's in the pressure cooker, as it were. And then the other thing I want to point out about insights is there's an expression in this um, exploration, which is stay in the conversation. And the reason people say that, I didn't really get it at first, but now I really see it, is that it's really that simple, that something happens when we simply listen to and explore this understanding with other people, it it does encourage insight. And Carmen, I know that you are doing that. You mentioned that you've um, taken some classes and you mentioned you've read my book. And so thank you for that. And so what I would say is in your, um, I don't want to say search because that sounds kind of desperate, but in your looking for new, fresh insight about the thinking that's inside your pressure cooker, I would suggest 
you, you continue to explore. So listen to the other podcasts that you enjoy, read other books by other people who are exploring this understanding. And, um, I'll mention a couple here, just not necessarily for, well, for anybody who's listening, if you haven't heard of these. So I recommend, uh, one called addiction, one cause, one solution, by Christian McNeil and Barbara Sarah Smith. That's a really great one. I've interviewed them both on this podcast, so that may may sound familiar. I recommend Joseph Bailey's book called The Serenity Principle, and those two specifically are are about habits, unwanted habits. So that's really helpful. But really any book, excuse me, <laughs> any book, any podcast, any webinar about this understanding, it's all pointing in the same direction. So even if it isn't something that's about habits or food, it's still going to be um, looking in that direction and it will be incredibly helpful to you. Um, So yeah, so that's what I would suggest. Unfortunately, we don't get to decide when insight shows up. Um, If we did, you know, if we could flip like a switch, turn that on, we all would, of course, because our unwanted habits cause us to suffer. Um, So I'm afraid that the answers that I've given about where to look for insight, that's the best I can do. Um, They don't come on demand, but they do come, you know, they are, here's the thing. Insight and wisdom is innate to us all. It's all there within us. Um, We don't have to even, you know, create anything within us to make it happen. Um, We don't have to, you know, create an environment to encourage that. It's all already there. It's what we're made of. And the more it's simple, it's simply that the more we come to understand that, uh, the more insight we will have and the less we will need to reach for our unwanted habits. So I hope that's been helpful for you, Carmen, and for anybody else who's listening. And um, yeah, again, I love answering your questions about unwanted habits. So please reach out, go to alexandraamore.com forward slash question and fill out the little form there. And I'll be incredibly happy to answer your question on a future episode of the show. So big thanks to Carmen and sending everybody lots of love. And I will talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found the show helpful and uplifting. You'll find all the backlist episodes and show notes at unbrokenpodcast.com. If you'd like to connect, go to alexandraamore.com forward slash connect. I'll see you next time.